This is Entrepreneurs Get Visible, the podcast for people who want more impact, influence, and income. I'm Anna Parker-Naples, and I'll be sharing with you proven methods from leading entrepreneurs that help you get visible as an authority in your field. Because anything's possible when you get visible. So today I want to talk to you about sales calls. Are you closing on enough sales calls to make a difference to your business? Now, the reason I want to talk about this is that if you don't learn this skill, if you don't refine this skill, you're always going to feel as though you're not quite getting ahead in your business. And once you learn how to sell on a call with the actual person there, You're going to learn the skills that you need to sell on a webinar, to sell on a podcast potentially, to sell in your copy. But it all starts with understanding the mechanics of what takes a person to a point of sale. The more calls that you can get on with, the more conversations you have, the better you are going to get at this. Now, first of all, You need to make sure that you are actually being clear with people that you want to invite them to a call, that you have this process. And we've been testing recently the difference between getting someone on a call on Zoom versus getting someone on a call actually on the phone. And it's been an interesting... It's been an interesting split, actually. So historically, I'd always done my calls on Zoom because I felt that I could build better rapport if I was watching someone on video and we could see each other face to face. However, what we've been finding is that I'm not listening quite as hard because there are distractions. The client, the potential client, isn't listening quite as well and isn't as present and focused because people are worrying about what they look like, what's in the background and all of that stuff. Whereas when it becomes audio only, suddenly we're switching on our hypersenses. And this is really important for your part of the sales call. Your part of the sales call is to lead it. Okay, so you want to make sure from the offset that you are taking control of this situation. You are owning the space as it were. You do want to build rapport. You do want to open it nicely, but you don't want to linger there. You want to make sure that this call that you're having with a potential client, you're getting down to business pretty much straight away. So once you've done that kind of initial icebreaker, how quickly can you take that control and say, look, this is what we're here to talk about today. So why are you here? And then your job effectively is to allow, give them the space, give them the space to tell you exactly why they're there. And when they've told you that surface level stuff, you want to dig deeper. What sits below that stuff? What sits behind it? What's the thing they're not telling you? And what you're going to get here, and another great reason for not being on a video call is because you want to be able to write everything out that they say. And this is important. And this comes from my NLP training, neurolinguistic programming. You want to write out the phrases and words that they are actually using, not your interpretation of them. And the reason that you do that is it's giving you a whole bank of words, phrases, descriptions, the real pain that they feel they're in, the way it shows up in their life and not what you imagine it to be. And over time, the more calls you do, the more of these banks of phrases for how these problems, and a lot of them will be common from one client to the next, 
you're going to get this whole wealth of material that you can then put into your sales pages, into your emails, into your social media posts, and into your ads. It is absolute gold dust to write down and record. And that writing down what someone actually says means that you are actively listening as opposed to wanting to jump in to be the next person to speak. I think we do have to watch that. And I think particularly when we get to a stage where we are accomplished in our work, we do know there's some of the solutions that could easily fix somebody else's problem. But that's not really what your sales call is all about. Your sales call isn't about fixing that problem. It's about identifying what exactly that problem is and what level of support that individual is needing. What's the pain, almost deepening that pain, if you like, for them. So once they're unraveling what's going on for them, why they're on the call with you, what it is that's challenging them in their business, you want to get a grip on, well, how's that affecting other areas of your life? How's that affecting your confidence? How's that affecting whether you show up and get visible on social media? How's that affecting how you engage your audience? And beyond that, how is this affecting your relationships? How is this affecting your finances? Because these things are things that really make a difference to an individual's life. If you're not bringing in the money, then you're not able to invest in your business. You're, you're not able to feel like you can push past the, the problem. If you're not bringing in the money, that's potentially causing issues at home with your children or with your partner. And you want, as the prospective coach, as the person on the other end of this sales call, to remember that you are here to dig deep into what's going on for somebody. Now, this doesn't have to be done in a crass way. This doesn't have to be done in a sleazy way. But the more informed you are about why someone has applied for a call and then answered a call to you, the easier it's going to be for you when you position your offer to then let them know exactly how that offer that you have is tailor-made perfect for their individual problem, for their individual circumstance. So once you have listened and listened and listened again and dug deeper and listened again and written it all out, you have got so much information. At that point, you then want to play it back to them. And by that, I literally mean list out. Okay, so I'm, what I'm hearing is you're saying it's affecting you in this way. What I'm hearing is that it's affecting your relationships. What I'm hearing is that it's affecting your confidence. What I'm hearing is that you are scared. And you you want to be showing those, giving those questions back, those statements back and getting them to agree. Yes, yes, that is it. Agree that that is the problem for them. And the more that you can get that verbal buy-in, that that is exactly what's going on for them, in a positive word, we're looking for nods of the heads and yeses, the better a response you're going to get when it comes to you positioning your offer. And then when you are positioning that offer, you want to make sure that you are very clear that it helps with exactly the problems that they have set. And very often, I think what people do on sales calls is that when they know they're getting towards the point where they're going to have to say the price, they get scared. They pull back from that. And actually, if someone has bought in all the way along to the fact that they know you can help them. They know they need help. They know that they need this solution. If you then back off from being confident in the delivery of the price point, well, you're then just going to create this divide where they are not certain that you can deliver what you say you can deliver. 
So I guess what this comes back to before you even get on that sales call is being absolutely clear that you trust and know you can deliver what you say you can deliver. Because that confidence does come through. It comes through in your voice. It comes through in your delivery. And then when you do deliver that price point, you don't have to apologize for the fact that that's that price. You just have to go for it. And this is something that I've learned over time. And in fact, I was on a training just yesterday about this. You want to be quiet. You want to actually have a pause after you deliver the price point. Because what someone's doing in their head is they are weighing up, well, how could I get that money? How could I make that investment? How could I make this happen? Whereas if you then kind of barrel on through with explaining and justifying the price point, you're not allowing that cognitive process. People are often thinking, well, would I have to talk to my partner about this? Or can I go for it on my own? Or which card would I use? Would I put it on the debit card, the credit card? How can I make a bank transfer? How's this going to work for me? Very often, because you've had those verbal buy-ins the whole way through and you listened actively, responded and listened, very often as humans, we just want to be listened to, you want to make sure that you give them that pause. Now, I'm not a big believer that we want these big, scary, intense silences. That's not my style. But if you don't allow yourself to confidently just take a pause at that point, you're missing the sales opportunity. In an ideal world, you would wait for them to start talking first. But I am not part of the camp where we sit there and hold the silence for three minutes. But there is a natural flow to a conversation and there is a natural flow. So when you feel that they've had enough time and they haven't spoken yet, then you come in with a follow-up question. What would they like to know? What's going to be the easiest way for this for them to be able to move forward? And at this point, you want to confidently address any objections before they even raise them. You already know why they want this solution. You already know what's going on for them. So feed that back. Use their language. And I don't mean use the language against them to bully them into a sale, but remind them of why they've shown up and given you half an hour or an hour of your time anyway. And at this point, if you need to do a little bit of coaching around the fact that the problem they have the solution lies with them and that you have seen and you have heard things where they've self-sabotaged in the past and actually the results that they want are not that far away when they invest in themselves. And I want you to remember that when you are on a sales call, someone has already opted in and said, I actually want your thing. They want to get off that call feeling that it's going to be for them, that it's going to make a difference. So never feel like it's sleazy or uncomfortable because the offers that many of you who follow me have created are so that you can genuinely help and make a difference, whether that's financially, in terms of relationships, in terms of mental health, personal development, whatever it is. Remember that what you have is of value and you need to have that certainty and that clarity before you get on the call and all the way along through the process. Now, you also need to be really clear before you get on that call exactly how you're going to bring someone to close that deal. Potentially, are you going to take the money on that call? Are you going to get that first buy-in, that first deposit? Are you doing it straight through Stripe? Can you do that on your screen rather than theirs? Are you going to take their credit card details? You need to be confident and clear in the method at the end of the call for actually making them a paying customer. 
So make sure you've got all of that before you go. And this is just one of the many things that we talk about in my new VIP immersive system, my VIP one-to-one training work, strategy work and subconscious work to get you absolutely clear on what you're delivering and why it makes a difference and bringing clients to that point where they are not only wanting to work with you, but eager to work with you. So I hope that this has helped. I hope it's helped you think about how you can improve your sales call, potentially moving them from Zoom to being on a phone. It is worth testing. And just make sure that you are fully, fully present, listening to their language and engaging in a conversation that is an active listening experience. And chiefly, don't shy away. Don't shy away from delivering the offer and the price point because you know you can make a difference. So if you'd like to find out a bit more about my one-to-one VIP immersive experience, you can go to annapn.co forward slash VIP in capitals immersive, which you will be able to find wherever you have listened to this today. Thank you for listening to Entrepreneurs Get Visible. To get your free checklist on how to raise your profile and to find out about our community, go to annaparkernaples.co.uk forward slash get visible.